When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. On the Texas A&M Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, this is Studio 12, your podcast home for Texas A&M Athletics. Studio 12, Wednesday, glad you've joined us. Will Johnson, Andrew Monaco from the south end of Kyle Field. And, you know, for me, Andrew, Christmas was a month ago. Yeah. Today is kind of like a Christmas day for me. Because we're about to unwrap something. We, yeah. Uh, unwrapping, unveiling. <laughs> got a got got the 2021 complete football schedule in a box with a bow on it right now. We're about to just tear into that thing. And right now, your parents are still sleeping. You're at the top yeah. of the stairs. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, last night I was looking under the chimney. <laughs> thought the schedule might drop down the chimney. I would grab it early. I couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> Oh, oh we call it. Is this? Would, would he be Sankey Claus? Is that Sankey Claus? <laughs> That's a good name. That's perfect. Oh, it's on a this, good day. Uh, yeah, this, this is a good day. I, I'm a huge fan of scheduling. And uh, what? Last week we got the baseball schedule to drop. Yeah, and we learned that in its entirety. We're going to talk a little baseball on this show today. As we get going here, the Southeastern Conference is unveiling the full 2021 SEC football schedule. And we're going to let them get through it. 
uh, it's being announced right now. You're going to see some press releases from each school. Yeah. A&M will put one out as soon as our schedule is final. We're going to let them get through it, and then later on in the show, once we see it all, we're going to go ahead and uh, discuss our thoughts on it. So ought to be a lot of fun. Oh. Okay, looking forward to that. Uh, we've got the monitor in front of us. We're checking out the, the, everything. <laughs> yes, so we are. Uh, what, what, but remember, essentially what we're unveiling is six games mm-hmm. today, the remaining six games that we didn't know for the Texas A&M football schedule 2021. What we knew coming in today was the dates, opponents, and sites of six of the games, half of them. Yeah. We knew the remaining six opponents and the sites. Now we're learning the dates in which we play them here yeah. today as this unveiling yeah. is going on in front of us, so we will bring that to you. Or as uh, Leon O'Neill Jr. said on his Twitter, <laughs> I loved it. Who asked we kick it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wake them up, nine. It's, it's, See, I'm big on technicality, so that was kind of like Leon. We already know. We just know. We when, just need to know when, when. we're kicking. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a big technicality guy. <laughs> well, we also learned what we what we knew, in all honesty. But now official, going to Denver for that Colorado. That game. was earlier this week, and yeah, we we had thought that for a long time. We were, I, I guess, what do you say, 95 percent sure yeah. we were doing that yeah. for a long time. Ross Bjork said that in his town hall a while back. But yeah, we got official word on that. The uh, game against Colorado, September 11th, is in Denver. I believe it's in Power Field now. In, in Power Field at Mile yeah, High, the yeah. home of the Broncos, yeah. and will not be at Folsom Field in Boulder. So, shame I, in well, one yeah, way, yeah. right? Because the atmosphere. I love on campus, and I love a fall Saturday. But uh, Ross Bjork, when when he kind of stated that that game would likely get moved to Denver, he brought up the best point. Th- this is a year. Think of the interest in the Aggies from our 12 this year. I mean, after the 9-1 and one season, top five finish, number four to be exact, Orange Bowl champs, look how much interest you're going to have in the Aggies from our 12th man. More Aggies can go see this Colorado agree. game now. Yeah. I'm guessing, I'm venturing, if that were at Folsom Field, what could you jam? A 55,000-seat stadium, would you jam four to 5,000 Aggies into Folsom Field? At the roughly? most, would you think, yeah. Am I outrageous in saying maybe ten to 15,000 Aggies at Empower Field in Denver? Absolutely not, no, because yeah, I, mean, I think I, it's like an early bowl game. It's a, it, and these are the kind of games that excite people. I want to take that road trip mm-hmm. and go see my Aggies, and I want to use it as a mini vacation. Yeah. And that, A lot of our fans are doing that with SEC games, but now you've kind of gotten around to the SEC. A lot of Aggies have been to Auburn now, Tuscaloosa yes. now, been over to Baton Rouge, some of the East games. First year we played out in Columbia, South Carolina, just tons of Aggies. So you've kind of hit these spots yeah. already, and now you're going, I got a team that's going to start in the top ten. Right. I got a team that just won the Orange Bowl, and I can go to Denver mm-hmm. to watch my yeah. – I, yeah, the initial sting of moving it off campus – you're really starting to see some bright spots to this thing. And and does this then become we, – we keep talking about staying in that conversation for the playoffs. Does this then become – does Texas A&M become attractive to those early season college okay, football uh, Chick-fil-A games? Chick-fil-A kickoff yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. The one in Dallas. Yeah. And we've uh, talked about this. Jimbo loves playing in NFL yeah, stadiums. For he For does. his players saying, this well, is where you want to be, right? This You get to play yeah. in this. And I think it's also the the alums. It's not just the Denver area. 
Aggies, I think you can kind of expand a little bit, maybe a little more. I know it's not a mm-hmm. Midwest, but maybe they now get the opportunity in in the Midwest or somewhere. Well, if Denver's you're a West in, Texas Aggie, yeah, Denver becomes a shorter drive for a road game for you than any SEC school. It sure does. Yeah, you could. Do, there's Aggies out in West Texas now. Absolutely. Odessa, Midland, Absolutely. even Lubbock. Yeah. You call it tech country, but there's Aggies there. There, there, there are. I mean, that's you, – you may be salivating it. Hey, I can get in the car and get up to Denver. I know it's not a short jaunt right now. No, it's road, not, but, but when you talk about but, the weekend. If you but if you're in the, West Texas, think of going to an SEC venue. Oof. Forget driving. No, you No can't. chance. You can't. I mean, so maybe and, – and, and as we found out this year, it's not easy to fly into those. Right. Yeah. Right. No doubt. I, 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 I'm, I'm excited about it. Like I said, you, because we like the atmosphere of on camp. It's yeah. great. But I like it, after, especially after what happened this year. Bigger stadium. Can we generate revenue for both schools mm-hmm. to help do that? And I think because it's also early season in a venue like that, it becomes attractive. It's going to be ending up on – not just our network, but it ends up being on. Is that probably a Fox game? I think it is. You know, something uh, like well, that. Well, it's the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, contract that that game is under. Yeah. Even though it's moved to Power Field, still Colorado's. So you know that's going to get Pac-12 a really good window. Yeah. So yeah. that's and you know in early season games there are there are good ones that dot, but that's that's one that will stand out. That's that's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. That's going to be. I think it's going to be a really good way to, to to help start the season. Yeah, and we will unveil the dates. Uh, for the rest of the schedule on the back half of the show as the SEC is doing that right now. Talk a little hoops here as we get rolling in our first segment. Andrew, you were here last night for Texas A&M and LSU. The Aggies had the lead uh, heading down the stretch, went cold. Uh, some good. and so the, the, the ending, I know, kind of makes you scratch your head, but at the same time, I think Buzz Williams alluded to, you know, the effort – uh, put forth. I mean, there is effort, and he is pleased with that. And and you just essentially it comes down to making shots down the stretch. Yeah, he used the word sustain. Can you sustain that effort? And it's it's the worst time <laughs> to go cold because you don't have a second half to try. If you do, if it if it happens in the first half, you have time. They did it at the worst time. I, I was encouraged and discouraged at the same time. But my first question to Buzz postgame was, you know, when you walk into that in that practice gym, one of the sayings is fight like you're in the center of the ring. They did that. And I, here's the other thing. I told Dr. Thornton this. I wish that gym were full because that team played to our fans and our fans played to that team. But once again, the folks who were there were loud. They were great. Mm-hmm. It was a mm-hmm. great crowd, atmosphere, outstanding. Even though it's fewer, they came to make noise. It reminded me of football at Kyle. I know it wasn't 100,000. They tried to make it sound <laughs> like 100,000. <laughs> That's what that crowd was like. But it made me wistful along the lines of, man, if this place was full, the the atmosphere. And I would, I, I, and I joke with Dr. Thornton, I would love to have seen J.J. Chandler play to a bigger crowd because after he's hitting threes <laughs> to get this team back in the game, you know, he's, he's you know, showing off to the crowd in, in a good way. But that's what was encouraging is you go from a game at Ole Miss, Will, where the seniors don't score a point to then your seniors have 21 for J.J. matching a career high, 17 for Savion, an aggressive Savion flag, 8 for Quentin Jackson. You have that type of effort. If they get that type of effort the rest of the way, they are going to be in every game. 
they could have they could have said not our night in that first half down 17 35 35 18 in that first half they're down 17 points and then methodically came back because they do we keep talking about What's this team's identity? Well, the effort is effort travels home and road. It it plays better at home because you get to play off that crowd. But you saw joy uh, for one another. You saw moments weren't too big for this team. And as I say that, uh, Buzz going with maroon and white like he used to, the, the five, I, I, I saw it, you know, it's more than a line change. You're, you're, you've got, in hockey, you're sending new five skaters on the ice. But but he went with that, and, and there was that kind of energy there. But Hayden Hefner snaps on the court, not shy, hits a three. LaDamian Bradford getting more time, not shy, an and one. I like to see those young guys not be scared by the moment. You have to have some kind of input into your memory. They they failed against the one three one against Ole Miss, but you know what? They worked on that because you know you're going to see it. Every coach who sees that you're struggling is going to put that in to see if if A and M they figured it out because they worked on it, and you can see they were able to implement something different and to only have eight turnovers in that game encouraging to be out rebounded, but just by two. But when the offensive rebounding battle encouraging. 850 drought end of the game discouraging but you can't lack buzz thought it was the most fight that he's seen from his team mm-hmm. all season long yeah. and i and i agree yeah we were half joking before we started the show but actually it's it's sort of serious too this is just one of those seasons in college basketball it's a great point i mean kentucky struggling yep duke struggling yep. north carolina struggling blue bloods all over the country are having bad years and what does it say about college basketball upheaval and an odd year when the Kansas Jayhawks are not going to win the Big 12 Conference? That's a great point. It's, it's one of those years in yeah. college basketball. It, it, also, it also shows you um, one or two guys. We, you know, we started with football. One or two guys can change the trajectory of a college basketball team. You don't need yeah. 11. You don't need a couple recruiting classes. Now, if, if you want to become one of those blue bloods, that that's what happens, but a couple of guys can really change the the, the way your team is. Back to the encouraging part, you're encouraged because that's a you know that's an LSU team that can flat out score. I mean, Cam Thomas. I hope you all got a good look at him because the next time you see him, he's not, I don't think he's going to be playing A and M again. I'm, I'm, I I don't think he stays. If he's playing in Texas, it'll be against the Spurs, it, Rockets, be, or Mavericks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, 32 and 28 in the two games, and it's not like they were all uncontested shots. He just – some guys make it look easy, and you know it's not easy, but but they, that, that LSU team, it, the way it's constructed, that's difficult for us. When I say that, you have a trend in Watford, big size, Darius Days, the big and the size, but you have a junior point guard, Javante Smart, been there through the wars. But you didn't see Hassan Diara or Andre Gordon back down from him. You didn't see. And I know Jonathan Aku is not Josh Nebo. And, and my partner always talks about, you know, some of the differences. But you can see, again, some of that development of the younger guys. And that's what you want. Now, you don't get the game for Emmanuel Miller that you've gotten in the past. But John and I have talked about this as well. Last year, he was not at the top of the scouting report. This year, he is. That's an adjustment for players. Every time he catches it, he's now drawing at least the best big defender, if not the double team. 
He never had to worry about that last year. But you can see him also starting to figure things out. And John being a big as well, an old school big. But, you know, you look at E-Man is still trying to expand his game. So when he catches it, it's not the same move over and over that the, that the defense can figure out. He's changing the time that he that he releases the shot. He gets to... If he can, his spot on the floor, he can shoot on both ends. It's not just one way. You see that development. But now he's drawing way better defenders. It used to be, go get an offensive rebound and a putback. Go do that. Oh, E-Man, uh, yeah, okay. Now he's at the top of that scouting report. Quentin Jackson went to the top of the scouting report. You have to adjust for that. You know it's it's move, counter move. You, you break out this is what this is what we talked about with football. You break out against Florida. You know what? You're not the underdog any longer. You play Alabama. You're always going to have Alabama's attention. You know, right? <laughs> right? You're always going to have that. But the reason why Nick Saban keeps his ones in all game is because he knows the talent that A&M has. But Florida, you, you, you win that. Now, roles reverse. You are hunted from here on out. No longer the underdog. And they ran the table that way. This team making the adjustments. If if anybody doubted that this a Buzz Williams team was going to play with effort, and we've talked about this in the past, I still think teams forgot about that last year. I think coaches told players, hey, I know a Buzz team. You're, they're going to play with, with effort. They're going to keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. And I don't think the players understood that until they walked off the floor with a loss. Then they realize, oh, wow, they do They do play hard. They do play with effort. I, that's what was so encouraging, to see that effort now, as Buzz said, can we sustain it? Sustaining means not just 40 minutes. Can we sustain it into practice today, tomorrow, Friday, and then use that same effort on Saturday against Kansas State? Yeah, that is the next action for A&M in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. They're going to Manhattan to take on the Kansas State Wildcats, as Andrew said, on Saturday. Later on in the show, we'll talk about the women who are 14-1, and one, ranked eighth nationally, got a special week for them, and they're on the road first tomorrow against Auburn and then home Sunday against Georgia, some special activities around that Georgia game that we'll discuss later in the show. But we are back in a bit to the south end zone of Kyle Field right here on The Zone. SEC unveiling the 2021 football schedule as we speak. Uh, once they get through it, we're going to discuss the A&M schedule. Uh, as we said when we came on the air today, we knew six of the games, the opponents and the dates and where they are. Uh, we're awaiting the other six. Uh, we know the locations and opponents of the other six. We need to know the dates, and the SEC is unveiling that as we speak. And uh, I can't wait to see how yours matches up. I'm, I'm looking at – I've got my predictions here, and I'm waiting to fill it in what it actually is. Yeah. But yeah. It, uh, well, I don't think you're yeah, that right. far we'll off. See. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not well, sure you're that you far know, Ross, off. Uh, Ross got the question from Sutton Turner on the town hall last week about can we get Alabama on November 13th. When I saw that question from Sutton, I said, nah, I don't think we're going to get Alabama on November 13th. And Ross did confirm – uh, we're not going to be able to fulfill that request to get Alabama that late in the season. So we know Alabama's going to be a little early. So that's that's our that's our <laughs> teaser. Alabama our, yeah, is yeah. not the 13th. Right. There you go. <laughs> that's the worst tease go. in radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't discuss all the other combinations. <laughs> uh, we're going to go over the schedule on the other side of the break, the A&M 2021 football schedule on the other side of the break, uh, and as it will be complete. But – 
Last week, we learned the Texas A&M baseball schedule in its entirety. February 19th is opening day against the Xavier Musketeers. Uh, March 19th is the SEC opener at Florida. Three non-conference weekends at Olsen Field at Bluebell Park, and then one of the non-conference weekends is over in Round Rock for a nice tournament over there against uh, Baylor, Oklahoma, and Auburn. Going to play a conference team Mm -hmm. over in Round Rock. It will not count in the SEC standing. So talk a little baseball in this segment, but I'm sure Matt Winslow is uh, cranked up about the Diamond Sports starting because uh, he is Aggie class of 01. If you are buying or refinancing a home, or if you want to take some cash out, mm-hmm. call Matt Winslow, 936-443-3064. Again, he is Aggie class of 01. He's looking to help you out. and Call him at 936-443-3064. Give him five minutes. You're going to get an honest answer right back. Plenty of customers in his past. He has told, look, your mortgage numbers look good. You, you just need to stick with what you're doing. He's not going to try to finagle you into going with him. He'll just flat out tell you, look, I I like where you're at. You're in a good place. Stick with what you're doing. Now, rates are low Mm -hmm. at this time. There's a chance he can really help you out. And if there's that chance, that's what he wants to do. He just wants to help you out, Aggies. Uh, He is a good Ag, class of 01. Like I said, you should call him at 936-443-3064. Beauty is he's going to listen. He wants your story. Not everybody's the same, right? Mm -hmm. You may may have a home and you'd like a bigger home, but the same payment. You may want to, like you said, refinance. Rates have never been better. You get to tell your story. Here's my situation. And to your point. There's going to be that honesty. All that experience in this marketplace and this mortgage industry is going to work for you. He's the guy to call. And you can talk some Aggie sports with him. <laughs> you like can definitely, baseball? You, oh, oh definitely. he's going to he's going to ask you, how, how, how do you think this football is That's exactly what he's going to do. That's exactly what he's going to do. I wonder if Matt's going to make the trip to Colorado next year. We will ask him, won't we? Well, he'll be at Kyle Field. We need to ask him what road trips what does, road does trips? he plan on taking next year. Let's do it. We'll call him at 936-443-3064. That's uh, Matt Winslow, Aggie class of 01 for your mortgage needs if you're buying, refinancing, or if you want to take some cash out. So the baseball team, March 19th opener, Xavier Musketeers in town. And uh, last week we had softball come through here for headshots, video board, interviews, uh, features, things of the like. It was our preseason media day here in 12th Man Productions. That's ongoing with baseball right now. We had some of them here yesterday. A few more are going to show up uh, later today. And then tomorrow in the morning, we'll wrap up their their shoots. And I mean, it was so nice to see these guys again. Uh, there's so many I think so highly of. And we talked about the football preseason day when they came through 12th Man Production. And we walked away with that, that football, those guys, those players, had an overwhelming want to play. All of that came rushing back yesterday. Think of this baseball team. Not only do they want to play, they don't want some season taken away because they've already had that, Andrew. Mm -hmm. This is the longest wait they will ever have in their baseball careers Mm -hmm. from one season to the next. 18 games last year, and then it was shut down. They were on the bus. They were loading the bus to go to Auburn to start SEC play and got the stand-down call, and then it wasn't long after they said, your season's over. And now they have to wait through all that. And now just three more weeks until yeah. February 19th, and they get to take to Olsen Field at Bluebell Park. Yeah. And that overwhelming want to play from a student athlete that we saw in August with our football players, 
it came rushing back in these doors yesterday with these baseball players. That was the theme. We want to play. Yeah. I mean, we just want to play. We understand what's going on. Right. But it's the same right. thing. You know, just like the football team, we're safe. Our protocols are in place. We know what to do. We can keep ourselves safe in our bubble, so to speak. It's not full-on bubbles, but in within these programs, they kind of have their own. It's like a pseudo-bubble. Yeah, 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 yeah. it kind of is. But yeah. they let, they're, they're saying we know the protocols, and, and they're just itching to get back to the field. And a long wait. They are just itching to get back to the diamond. I, I not only what hurts is, is knowing what we know now, right? What we knew now through this pandemic was isolation, right? People were isolated. Yes, we were doing things, Zoom or blue jeans or whatever. You know, we could do it virtually. But isn't that the biggest part? If you talk to any athlete who has competed but completed (laughs) their athletic journey, former players, the thing they talk about most is their comrades Mm -hmm. going through practices together it's not look they'll talk about games and moments but it's usually sharing a practice together the time off the field off the court off the diamond that as it when you are when you are a team 30 35 right and you're used to being together now you're separate that's hard I think that's really, really hard. You're so used. Like I, like I told you, I, I would hear from athletes, it's great that we could be on Zoom and be together, but there was that feeling of now I'm all by myself again. I, I wish I were with them. And, and my heart also broke last year when not only was the, the, the spring sports canceled, but then all of a sudden you're thinking in the back of your mind, well, okay, we didn't know the severity, but I'm thinking, oh, you know what, maybe as we get deeper. And then – the World Series was taken away by the NCAA. And I'm like, wow. That's when it kind of hit me, like, wow. So there, to me, there was no end point. Well, we're finally at that end point, along the lines of, hey, we get to play again. Football missed spring ball, which is, impo- which mm-hmm. is important, but they played their season, right? Right, right. And to, to your point, yeah, it is almost a year yeah, between uh, games. From opening day, when Xavier comes in, from last year's shutdown, I think it's eleven months, isn't it? Yeah, right at eleven yeah. months. And and this is never had to wait. This, this isn't my play. season ended because someone beat us in a tournament. Yeah, this is this is even even uh, more they, out of your hands. Look, they they all a lot of them said we would have loved to taken Asa Lacy out for a spin in conference play. Yeah, and see what we could have done. They were fifteen and three at the time of the shutdown. They had one what most would call a bad weekend up in Frisco in which they lost all three games. But they even told you we weren't bad in all three games. Right. We were bad in one of them. Right. They said UCLA took it to us. Mm-hmm. But in two of those games, we were on the edge of winning. And we actually were going into conference play peak confidence. Right. I mean, we believed we were going to roll right. in conference play with Asa Lacey and Christian Roa. Mm-hmm. But also this. So they're gone. Asa Lacey and Christian Roa were two Big-time draft picks. I mean, Ace Lacey, the highest we've ever had. Okay, that's pretty big-time <laughs> draft pick. But talking to a lot of pitchers, here's the deal. There's still just insane amounts of depth in this pitching staff. Mm-hmm. And people are questioning A&M's pitching this year because Ace Lacey's not here and Christian Rowe is not here. But these guys, to a man, are saying, look, 
we love those guys. We're proud of what they did. But we're still here to prove that we've got arms. We can mm-hmm. still throw at Texas mm-hmm. A&M. If you think Rob Childers is not going to stock some, I was arms, just going to say that. Like, I it's, mean, that it's it's a it's a lazy way of. Yes, I understand yeah, subtractions. I, I see a lot of preseason stuff that doesn't have A and M too high, and it's a lot of people questioning the pitching. Okay, <laughs> on the surface, I get I, it. I get I that. Get Asa sure. Lacy is sure. gone. But do you not know Rob Childers has passed? How, how many? He right. will throw quality arms at you on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, in the eighth inning of a Sunday game. He's going to find a quality arm to throw at you. Right. And the pitching depth this year, do not sleep right. for a second. Right. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah, well, we we question the running backs in football, right? Yeah. Because, well, it's, well Spiller's just a sophomore. And yeah. I have no idea what Devon Never A-Chain seen is A-Chain. like. A-Chain. Yeah. Anias kind of goes back we, and forth. We didn't even know Anias was a running back. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you, Will, because you, you would think baseball people, you know, you, as you know in baseball and, and other sports, if you if you give a, a name of either a team or a coach, you know. With Rob Childress, you have to know. Again, I get, I get those two guys. Are, I get the subtractions. But I think when it comes to preseason stuff, there's not enough work done on the additions of, of who's coming in. Again, I get they're unknown, but you have to realize you, just what you said, a Rob Childress team is going to have pitching. They're going to pitch. They are going to. Uh, I mean. and, and if they can't, they're not going to, right? Right. In that weird way. But, but I, I, do, I do get it. I, I, you know, you would, you would love to have that. And that's, and that's, you know what, I think that's also the, the part of it. I used the words wistful earlier this, this hour, and it's, you know, you're wistful. You did want to see those two pitch in this conference against this competition you really look forward to those matchups i just you said something though and it and it reminded me of, of something else you said um 15 and 3 can't wait to get into conference play right didn't didn't have it but you also mentioned about some of the blue bloods is it along the same lines that not having the same non-conference may be affecting college basketball teams because you're only playing five or six non-conference before yeah. you're inundated in sec play or yeah. eight i wonder if that's it's it's the opposite baseball had the non-conference didn't get to play the conference but i wonder because you don't have that those number of games if that kind of is, is affecting teams it's kind of like football well folks said well the SEC's a little down this year <laughs> well they only played sec teams yeah they didn't get non-conference games. Yeah. To, and every league does it. Yeah. I, and some throw uh, throw out at the SEC that you play four non-conference games instead of three. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, I don't care what league you're in. You schedule non-conference wins in there. Correct. Every conference Correct. does it. Correct. Two, three. I mean, you're gonna. Everybody's gonna schedule some non-conference wins. So is in there. Auburn. Five Nobody in the SEC got them no. this year. So is Auburn <laughs> five and three when we play them, or is Auburn eight and three? When we play them, and yeah, it totally I mean, changes that matchup, yeah. right? I mean, there's a lot of those Eastern schools. I mean, you could play an Eastern school, and they don't play that rival, their Power Five team, until the end of the year. Yeah. So there's Eastern schools. Yeah. I mean, they could be seven and two by the time you get to them. Right. Missouri, well, Missouri doesn't have a late season rival that they play, but I mean, always play South Carolina, who's been struggling lately. But South yeah. Carolina. Every time you get to them, they hadn't had the Clemson game yet. Right. So they could have a padded record by the time you play them, and th- that also means they're playing with some confidence. Some confidence. Yeah, yeah. and that, I, I get that. That didn't work out this year. They they struggled, and they, they've got a new coach now. But, I mean, just 
the lack of non-conference for a lot of sports yeah. in this in this environment we're in it skews things. But to go back to baseball, you talked about fifteen and three. Don't you play those eighteen to get into the SEC, like to prepare? Okay, we didn't play uh, yeah. well that weekend. Well, you've got your lineup set, you got your rotation set. Yeah. I mean, you 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 have your identity. Mm-hmm. And once they got their identity, they got the season shut down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's that unfortunate. Hurts. That hurts, and that and, that's interesting. I mean, now that you bring you up know. the same the same thoughts come this you know this week that 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 we had in July and early August talking with the with the football mm-hmm. players and like you said with softball, Ross Bjork was was in here and talking with softball players and they they were saying the same thing. Can't wait to get back to get back on that field or or Ross visiting any of the of the teams when he goes to watch them mm-hmm. them practice one appreciate that he's there but the other thing of yeah we're so glad to be back together i just i just think that there it's hard when you are a group and that's what and that's what they are it's a group and they are together then to split apart um again as i've said time and again you hope they appreciate you know what i mean what was taken away and now now that they're together um you know, really appreciate this time together even more. Maybe make something special happen. All right, no doubt. A&M baseball starts on March no, – excuse me, I keep getting – it's the March 19th SEC opener. Mm-hmm. February 19th is opening night, Xavier. You'll and, be there. Uh, it doesn't matter. I know. You I went know. through a whole We're year gonna... of not knowing what day it was. Yeah, so they... <laughs> yeah then the holiday struck. and <laughs> I'm just all messed up. But uh, football schedule, we've got it for you on the other side of the break when we come back on The Zone. Feel like we need a drum roll coming back from break, man. And the little you get symbol what you clang, for. what a symbol? Can, you got one of those in I'm you? Trying. Hold on, I'm looking for something <laughs> here on the table. We need metal. We need metal. There you go. That okay. wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Texas A&M's 2021 football schedule. We are ready to go with it. Like we said when we came on the air, we knew six games. Here's what we knew: the first four. We're pretty much intact. We're aware of what we were doing to open the season. The first four essentially encompasses all of September. So September before today was set. The fourth, September 4th is the opener, Kent State. September 11th, we are at Colorado, and we know officially now that game has been moved to Denver, the home of the Broncos. September 18th, New Mexico at Kyle Field. September 25th, Arkansas in Arlington. We also knew the last two games. Mm-hmm. We knew the first four. We knew the last two. Yep. We needed the middle six. Yep. We've got them. The last two were set for November 20th, home at Kyle Field against Prairie View, and then November 27th, the regular season finale in Baton Rouge at LSU. We knew all that. The SEC has announced its 2021 football schedule. Now we know the rest. And Andrew Monaco, here we go. Yep. October the second, it starts with the Mississippi State Bulldogs coming to Kyle Field. Then, October 9th, the Alabama Crimson Tide come to Kyle Field for what we think could be an Aggie team with a 13-game win streak going and an Alabama team with upwards of a 19-20 game win streak intact. And it could become college football one of its best five or one of its most marquee matchups. Can you say year. game day and can you say CBS? Yeah. <laughs> Crank up that uh, tune for me. Which is, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit of that on Friday. Aren't we? Yeah, we've already got some Friday programming ready to go. But Alabama comes to Kyle Field 
on October 9th. A&M will play then the next week, October 16th, at Missouri, going to Columbia. I think the last time we were up there was 2013. Mm-hmm. Hadn't been to uh, Columbia, Missouri to take on the Tigers since 2013. October 23rd, that Saturday, back here at Kyle Field, we will complete that East duo. South Carolina comes to College Station for the October 23rd matchup against the Aggies. And then October rounds out on the 30th with the off week. You always wonder that when these schedules come up. When's the bye? Yeah. That's important. When, yep. when do you get the bye? When do you get that week off? Well, A&M's going to get it on the final Saturday of October the 30th. That's the bye week. That takes you into November. We've got two games left, really, to unveil here. November begins at home Kyle Field on the 6th, the Auburn Tigers come to town. And then the last one we didn't know, unveiled right here, November 13th, A&M goes on the road in Oxford. They are at Ole Miss. The schedule, Andrew, is complete. You know what? No consecutive road games. Yeah. You get to back-to-back home, Mississippi State and Alabama. Yep. And then you get South Carolina home, open date, Auburn. Uh-huh. But there's no consecutive, and and that was that was one thing this past year. You were you you knew the way that schedule was. Um, was it originally South Carolina, Tennessee? What's the one Dave took off? You know, he he spent the two weeks. Was yeah, it he, South Carolina and uh, yeah, Tennessee? Went to Myrtle Beach for South, and then yeah. South Carolina game. Then he went up to Gatlinburg. And, yeah, but the Tennessee game the at Tennessee, that time right. was called off. We played it later, so it year. ended up you know ended up being Auburn, Tennessee, the two road games. I, this this schedule, I. Look, as we always say, have to play, you have to play the SEC West. Jimbo says the best division in the best conference, right? That is there. This sets up nicely. I, I think this is I think this is as favorable as you can as you can possibly get. And mm-hmm. I, I, it's a I I really like something that you touched on a little while ago. There are matchups with coaches yeah, in a first is, or second year. This is interesting. Colorado second year head coach. Yep. And the only and the thing is if not even if this was your year. first year with a head coach, you didn't get a ton of time with that year. Take Colorado for instance, they played half a season. And Carl Durrell, yeah, it's he's going into his second year. New Mexico second year of a head yep. coach. They didn't play much of a season this year over nope. the Mountain West. Arkansas second year with Sam Pittman. Mississippi State second year with Mike Leach. That's four straight games. You're taking on a second-year head coach. Do they make the year one to year two jump? Right. Or was there not enough of year one to make the jump? And, and as in, I've in said in Arkansas, two. what what happens when a number of their starters yeah. now graduate? Right. Mm-hmm. How does Sam Pittman recruit, and are they ready? And do you have that depth? Or is that, is that a reason why Arkansas has kind of spotted? I, I don't know. It's going to, yeah. That's going to be an interesting storyline. And then Missouri on October 16th, year two, Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah. South Carolina, first year. First year. For Shane Beamer. Yep. Auburn, first year for Brian Harson. Ole Miss on November 13th, second year for Lane Kiffin. There's eight games on this schedule against first or second year head coaches at their school. Yeah. And again, if you're in year two with your head coach, you didn't get as much time as you probably wanted in year one. I don't know. Is that advantageous to you now? I, it's at, I'll tell you why it's advantageous, because it's year four under right. Jimbo Fisher. Culture right? ingrained. <laughs> yeah. They, these guys know the playbook now. You yeah, know, everybody does. You're going to have incoming freshmen that got to learn it. To, I get that. Right. But, I mean, you know, guys have been in the program. 
They know the playbook. They know the culture. They know what he wants to get done. Yeah. So I think, uh, I, and, and I find this fascinating for second-year coaches. Did you run off the guys from your first year who you did not want around the program when, when the guys who left – are those guys that you wanted to keep who didn't want to be a part of it? Were there guys that you wanted to run off and now you have the guys you want? I, I don't know. What Coach Fisher has here in the fourth year is not just guys who want to be here, guys who have played with guys who are no longer here <laughs> who have left a lasting impression. Mm-hmm. Every linebacker has played with Buddy Johnson. Your quarterbacks have seen Kellen Mond be coached. Your running backs are all coming back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but that I, I think there's that impact that first or second year coaches, they don't have that impact yet. Do they do it quickly? Some do. And in the in the first year, how quickly do they buy in? Do they run anybody off? Do guys not I, I, I don't know, but that's there's a lot there's a lot more questions for those first and second year coaches than they are for a Jimbo Fisher in his fourth year. All right. The Aggie twenty twenty one football schedule is complete. Go to twelfthman.com to see it in its entirety. We knew six of them coming into the day. We now know the other six. Can't wait till September fourth when Kent State rolls into Kyle. Special week coming up uh, for Texas A&M women's basketball. We're going to discuss that on the other side of the break before we close it out right here on The Zone. Listen up, all you homeowners or potential homeowners. You Aggies, you need to give Matt Winslow a call. Texas A&M class of 01. Call him at 936-443-3064. He has been in the mortgage industry for over a decade. Lots of experience and a willingness to help you out. Give him a call. Give him five minutes. Give him your mortgage numbers. He has often told potential customers, look, you're in great shape. Continue to do what you're doing. Interest rates are low. He may be able to help you. If he can, that's what he's going to try to do. That's what a good ag does. That's what Matt Winslow is. He's your mortgage guy. Call him at 936-443-3064. And we need to call him and see which uh, road trips he's going to get on. on. How'd you do, by the way? You know, I, I had my schedule prediction. Yeah. A lot of this got flip-flopped uh, with pairs of games, but I am going to say this. I wasn't more than one week off of any game. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. So I, I want to get into the scheduling business. I need to talk to Ross Bjork next town hall. <laughs> okay. We still Let's got those eight power five teams we've never played uh, as far as non-conference scheduling <laughs> that we've got to I, get to i know you had the old phone booth conversation with him see yeah yeah I'm like, seed planning <laughs> yeah <that's> exactly <laughs> we'll see well, as i as i look at this schedule so I, as i look at it so september 25th arkansas and arlington so that's september 24th at kenny's yep we go my, ahead and make the reservation right. we could have done that earlier but we'll, yeah we'll get on it and now. then my plan on october 16th at missouri october 15th 44 canteen in columbia missouri okay okay all right uh we'll still work on old miss and <laughs> old miss is another trip to that, whispering woods my man oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good point now lsu that one's interesting i may have to join you there i might be in hawaii with basketball oh that's Maui next year. I think it's right? Maui yeah. next year. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Yeah. You got a decision yeah. to make. But you got to be looking forward to Denver. Absolutely. The early season trip to Absolutely. Denver. Depending on where we're staying, there is a diner in Denver that is fantastic. Are you talking breakfast with diner? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, and you know what? If I say diner, even in with the us, evening. it's not just dinner. It's breakfast, too. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. right. Uh, you know what? I was in such a good mood until you said Whispering Woods. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I, I, yeah. I don't know if the I don't know if the same apparitions that I've seen outside my window, yeah. if those ghosts are still there Goodness two years gracious. later. <laughs> <laughs> We've got time to plan all this. Yeah, we do. But, yeah, uh, we do. But never too early. That's yeah, right. Kenny's. You calling right. Kenny's? Start, yeah, I'm calling him tomorrow. <laughs> it's a matter of how many people we're taking, right? Yeah, that's starting yeah. to blow up. Yeah, yeah. we may need the whole restaurant <laughs> by the time this is over. <laughs> Uh, before we get off the air, a reminder that the Texas A&M women's basketball team, they're 14-1, and ranked eighth nationally. Tomorrow they're on the road at Auburn for a 7.30 tip-off. Sunday they're at home against Georgia. That's a 4 o'clock start at Reed Arena. They're going to have some special guests <laughs> back there. It's ten, the 10-year anniversary of the 2011 National Championship team. Gary Blair and his squad, final four wins over Stanford and Notre Dame. A lot of those players, uh, a reunion, a celebration, 10-year anniversary of that 2011 That's going to be a title. special, special day. Mm. Ad, absolutely. It's going to be great to see everybody come back as well. Uh, I can't believe it's a decade. <laughs> yeah. I really can't. Yeah. Uh, just uh, that That's going to be fun. And I was telling Dr. Thornton, because we were talking about it during our broadcast, I kind of got a chance to know a couple players after their careers mm-hmm. here. But I learned about Gary Blair, and I learned about how special this place is through Sidney Colson and Danielle Adams. Mm-hmm. But uh, just wonderful. It's going to be a great celebration. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Danielle Adams had 30 in that national title win over Notre Dame. She was fantastic. What a player. Just terrific. Uh, Sydney Carter. Sydney Carter is now coaching. Yeah. Obviously, she'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> she, 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 she she's got to be. She's got business to handle later that day. Just a special Georgia. group, wasn't yeah. it? Just special. Fantastic. Great to have them back on Sunday, the 10-year anniversary of the 2011 national champion Aggies. And on Sunday, it's the next home game for the women. They'll take on Georgia. See you here Friday, man. Absolutely, partner. All right, that's it on this edition of Studio 12 on The Zone. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.